have a oh everyone welcome to the power half hour today we have a very special guest uh, and this is very very special uh, one of my very good friends from the mike ferry organization um an absolute rock star in the real estate industry and um he um looks like he's 12 and he sells 200 homes and he has five kids um amazing amazing guy thank you for being here today i know you're super busy but thank you thank you for taking the time to to be interviewed today john of course thank you you're my favorite guy i would, oh. I would never this is an honor oh thank you thank you i should call you the the the, the tom cruise of real estate <laughs> never age and look at those dimples anyway so <laughs> So uh, everyone, um, if you don't know who Brian Burnett is, he sells real estate out of St. George, Utah, and have been selling for now the last 20 years. That's right. Yep. Okay. Okay. And so you started when you were 10 years old or what? <laughs> yeah. I started when I was uh, 22. 22. Okay. Okay. So you're 42 today. So we're the same age. Awesome. Yeah. So how did you get started? Um, why, why real estate? So great question. So I'm, uh, I go to the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints, Mormon. And yeah. so when I, uh, graduated from high school, I was, uh, 19 and I went on an LDS uh, as a missionary, you know, those guys you see around town, the white shirts, black tag, yeah. riding bikes sometimes. <laughs> so that's, that's what I did right after, uh, right after I graduated from high school. And so basically what you're doing is you're out knocking doors, talking to strangers, like all day long. Right. And that's when I decided, Hey, I, I kind of like this. I, I want to do some sort of sales business when I get back. Mm. And so I got back and I was going to these different stores, like furniture stores, uh, like a Sears, I think I was like, Hey, I want to sell stuff. And they wouldn't hire me because I didn't have any experience. Mm. And so someone in my family said, yeah, you should try real estate. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So I just did it. Just got in it. Wow. Okay. So how has, um, being able to talk to strangers, you know, all day long. How, how long did you do the missionary? So it was two years. Two years? Yeah. And door to years. door. Door to door for two years. Wow. I went to Texas. I, I, um, I'm from Utah. I went to Texas. And it was, it was crazy because if you knew me when I was in high school, very like shy, quiet. Yeah. I would never talk to strangers ever. I, would, I hated it. And so what happens is... Um, so I graduated from high school three months later, leave the house and they ship you off to uh, Provo, Utah, up by BYU. And you go through like a two week training course, basically. And so then what happened is then from there, after two weeks, I flew to Texas and they dropped me off at my apartment with my companion that I'm with. And, it, and then what was funny is I didn't even unpack my bags or anything. He's like, OK, drop your bags off here. And then we went out and just started knocking doors immediately. That's it. Yeah. It's like, oh. and, I, and the reason they do that is because they like, no, everyone's scared of, or like, doesn't like doing that. So they just want to get you in there in the thick of it, like immediately. So, okay. So there was really no chance to even feel the fear. It was just like, do it. Oh, dude, I was scared. Yeah. I was really scared. I so remember was the first door I knocked on. It was like an 85 year old man just sitting on his porch. Like I can still remember like that anxiety, you know? Wow. Okay. But after two years of that training, then you got into real estate. Then how has that uh, helped you in real estate? Oh, it was, dude, it was everything. Like after, after just a few months of that, 
it was just no problem, like all day, every day, just doing it. And yeah, so then I, I got in real estate. Um, I, the broker that I was with, he's like, hey, there's some, he's like, he was telling me to do stuff like go to uh, the Chamber of Commerce meetings, like look in the newspaper and look for ideas to call to, I don't even know why, honestly, like <laughs> you didn't have any ideas, like sit here, floor time, whatever. And then he's like, hey, there's some tapes in the back room you can listen to. So I listened to those and it was uh, Mike Ferry. Okay. Like, Mike Ferry. And I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. This is, this is what I know. This is what I've been doing. And right. so I just went out and started knocking doors like all day. And I looked like I was 13 years old knocking doors and do people, they would list their property. They would list their home. They would list their home. It was yeah. as easy as that. But you actually went out and did it. So when you first started, how, how much door knocking did you do every single day? I, I would probably do like maybe three hours. And how many, how many uh, contacts would that be? You think I would have to go back and look, I would, I bet you I did 30 to 40 contacts a day, 30 to 40 contacts a day. Well, so was that more than uh, doing the missionary or less? (laughs) Probably less. Okay. (laughs) So the, the moral of the story, if you didn't get it, is that uh, go do some missionary, go, go get yourself, go get yourself trained and you can make it in real estate. So three to four hours of door knocking um, in your first a few years, how, how many transactions did you do from that? That's a good question. I, I think I did right off the bat. I did probably like four or five deals. Okay. And then I went to college um, after that. Oh, what? So you got into real estate. Did- yeah did full-time real estate and you went back to college yeah yeah what? i went to brigham young university oh. and so while i was in college i'd go to class and then i'd go knock doors after class for two hours and uh, i would i would still do deals and i did that for um like a year and a half and then I, finally i just got so like i was just angry because i could knew i knew how much i could make in real estate yeah and finally i just one day middle middle of the day i just went to the uh office and checked out of college good for you well great decision then yeah Are your parents mad <laughs> yeah yeah oh well, my mother my mom didn't like it my dad didn't care my mom was like that's probably the only reason i was going to college is for my parents basically uh same here i didn't know that existed in in your uh in your family so the, the asian culture is like if you don't go to university you're a deadbeat <laughs> and then even if you don't do, you know, do, don't do anything with your life afterwards, as long as you went to university, you're okay. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> no, no, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. So from your first few years and you went full-time into real estate after you checked out of college, uh, did you have any struggles or was it, was it just like a consistent, you know, trajectory up? It was always, a, no, there were struggles. I think once I dropped out of college and I fully committed, that's when I hired a coach full-time. That first year, I think I did, I'd have to look back like 30 deals, maybe. Wow. That first year. Single agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Single agent. Wow. My gosh. And then, so that, that's, you said full-time coach was from, from Mike, obviously. Mike Ferry. Yeah. And that was when I was 24, 25, right around there. Okay. And that was up in like the Salt Lake City area. And so from there, let's see, I went another seven years in that area. And that was 2006, 2007, you know, all those areas when the market was um, just crazy, crazy yeah. crashed. But I, I usually maintained, this is the weird part. I, I maintained 
my transaction count like around 50 mm. for like six years. Okay. So wait, you went to Salt Lake and sold, sold real estate for six, seven years. And yeah. then when the market crashed, did you then move to St. George? No, I stayed there. I, stayed I, there. Main, I maintained my uh, transaction count. It was always around 50 deals. Wow. Um, my income never really dropped during those times. It was still just like, just, I did a lot of phone prospecting then and some, and knocking doors. Wow. Okay. So guys, even when the market drops, it doesn't mean your production has to drop. You have to adjust what you're doing according to what the market is doing. So then you can keep up with your production. So even during the crash, it's like someone just like pulled it, pulled the rug out. Like, like it was free fall and you still did 50 deals. How? Yeah. It's still, it still maintained 50 deals. Uh, just, it was just the same thing every day. I mean, as long as you find someone who's motivated, wow. I had equity at the time, did a little bit of short sale, not a whole lot, but it was just, it was just calling a lot of people every day. Did you have to call more people during the crash to get the, to call, the same amount of deals or? I think so. Yeah. You had to, because you had to, there was fewer people that could do something. Right. I think the number of transactions dropped in half, right. For the, for the nation around that crash, it was, it was a big drop in the number of transactions. So obviously you'd have to double your, probably double your contacts. That's crazy. So when the world's falling apart and you're out here just yeah, doing your thing, making calls, door knocking, and still doing 50 deals and income never dropped. How did you keep up your mindset so strong? I don't, it probably wasn't strong all the time. Really? I think, yeah, I don't okay. think so. There's always highs and lows to the, to the real estate game or any kind of sales game. The challenge is, is how quickly can you get it back up? Mm. So when you... Let's say if you lost a deal or, you know, you didn't get a contract signed, they chose somebody else. How, how much time do you give yourself to just mope? Nowadays or back then? Back then. Back then, probably a day, maybe. Probably a day, okay. <laughs> maybe a day or two. And today? Today, it's like, I don't know, a minute, maybe. A minute? <laughs> maybe. That's awesome. It's not, well, it's harder. It's easier if you have a lot of deals in the pipeline and then one falls out. They reject you. Right. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody has their ups and downs. I, I just always see you as like Mr. Perfect, to be honest. Like you would <laughs> never have a bad day. And uh, it's always like it, everything is always good. And you just keep on keeping on doing your job. So, you know, what would you say is your um, biggest thing for mindset? What would you do to keep up your mindset? Mindset. Uh, so I would say mindset comes from like my daily routine. Okay. So um, how my routine looks today, and it's gotten more intense over the year, like more disciplined. But now I wake, wake up at 4 a.m., um, have a drink, celery juice, and wow. then and then I do uh, spiritual my spiritual readings. Okay. Uh, my scripture studies, uh, and then my wife and I we go to the gym. At five, we work out till six, uh, six, six, 15. And then I come back and I do a, I, every single day I do a daily meditation. It's like 20, mm. 25 minutes. It's a guided meditation. I've done it for the last six years every wow. day. And I always feel like that really gets my mindset level and then excited for the day. My gosh. Uh, there, 
from there, I have breakfast with my family. We do some, uh, we sit together at the table, we read motivational uh -huh. and we read some scripture together and we have family prayer together. And then, and then I go, and I go uh, script practice. Okay. Script practice, you know, the whole thing, like prospecting until noon, yep. go on appointments in the afternoon. So you really do what, uh, what most top agents do and you do it to a T and you know, you never sway away from it. Four o'clock, wake up, celery juice, um, go work out at 5 a.m., come back, meditate, have breakfast with family and read scripture. So um, how, let's get, uh, dive into this a little bit. Faith. Yeah. How has faith um, changed your business or improved your business, do you think? Well, so faith is really important to me. Obviously, my religion, my faith is very important to me. Really learned the power of faith when I was a missionary, but also um, not just the spiritual side, but just daily application. Firmly like believing in a, in a higher purpose, mm. firm, believing in your own self-worth, and then offering a service to people that will that'll help their lives. Like, I just, I really have learned that if you can, if you can envision something, it can happen. It, it will happen. If you keep thinking about it and working towards it and having a daily discipline, a foundation, like it, it will like always, it will happen no matter what, as long as you don't falter you start getting shaky and doubting yourself or doubting. Ah, yeah. How do you deal with that doubt? Cause um, most, most people, you know, doubt seeps in and you start to go the other way for your mindset. How do you uh, counteract that doubt? Doubt is, doubt is huge. Doubt comes from all, I mean, doubt's coming from you all the time. You have to protect mm. yourself from doubt. You know, you have all the negative stuff around all the time. You got to try and insulate yourself as much as possible, but the worst doubt comes from inside. Mm. And so that's why the daily, the daily ritual I just shared with you, if you think about it by like eight o'clock in the morning, I've had just an amazing day. It doesn't even matter what happens from there. Wow. And that's when most people are just trying to get out of bed. Just getting up. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, if you want to keep up with your mindset, follow that morning routine. What is the guided meditation that you do? I like Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. Okay. It's cool. called morning meditation by Joe Dispenza. Morning meditation from Joe Dispenza. He's a, a rock star in that space. Crazy. Are you, do you go to any of his seminars and whatnot? I never have. No. Oh. I've read his book, one of his books, and then I just listen to that every morning. Dr. Joseph Dispenza, guys, do it, do it. Uh, scripture, mindset. Um, so fast forward to today, 200 transactions, six buyer's agents, and five staff. Yeah. How did uh, you feel all that? So we did 225 deals last 225. year. 225, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, same thing. Teach people what you're teaching. Um, and if they, if they can do what I'm doing and we can do it all together, we can do a lot of transactions. Wow. You, you're so matter of fact with all, all everything like, yeah, you know, um, I'm going to set a goal for this and I'm going to do this and it's going to happen. You, it seems like you're so certain about your goals and so certain about building your business. Have you always been like this? No way. No okay. Not even. Yeah, definitely growing up, I was definitely not like confident, very like shy. Can't insecure. imagine that. Yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah, you, should, you should interview my parents sometime. Like they can't believe like, you know what I do. 
Wow. Now. So it's just, it's just a matter of the thing that I'm good at is just consistency. Mm. Like I will, I will stick to whatever, like I, my schedule, like whatever I, my commit, I'm committed to, I'll just, I'll just do it. How do you stay so consistent? This is incredible guys. I mean, this, you're a machine. Like, do you still talk to 50 people per day? Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's 40 to 50 for the most part. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to do that forever. Yeah. Right. Right. It's yeah. It's, I don't, I, I don't know why I'm like that, but I, I think I'm too scared to stop it and then try and do it again. You know. <laughs> so how long have you been speaking to that many people? every day i i switched markets eight years ago okay i started over and yes yeah so when i started over mm. then i was like okay i'm gonna do 50 i'm gonna do 50 a day and just i always have haven't stopped so who do you call in the 50 um contacts like what type of leads just the usual stuff you know um for sale by owners expireds database um neighborhoods <laughs> make it sound so simple there's like no magic well, there that. i'm trying to i'm trying to uh, see like is there some magic in in, in uh, your <laughs> daily life because you do such big production but it's it's nothing sexy it's nothing magical just go ahead and talk to 50 people expires for sale by owners just list just sold coi past clients that's that, it yeah yeah if you know of anything else let me know <laughs> So in, in this hot market right now, are there still expireds and for sale by owners in your market? Not very many. So who do you call mostly then? If now my database, yourself? my database is big enough. I, one thing I did really good, is just stayed in touch with my database and built my database bigger. So the, half of my calls are database at this point. Okay. So out of the, the 50, 25 are database yeah. and the rest would be circle prospecting or circle neighborhoods you know, just sold calls around neighborhoods that we sell. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then uh, do you have a plan to kind of transition out of that and, and build more of a team structure so you could talk to less people or is yeah. that going to be something? No, that you I don't have or? that. I don't have that goal. So I have five kids. I have kids down from 15 down to three. Oh my gosh. So I'll be home. I don't, I, I'll, I'll, my plan is to keep doing this to see how good I can get at like listing property, but wow. I didn't want to build a team. Oh, the last few years, I always had like one or two buyer's agents and they were my family members. Right. And then this agent kept bugging me and bugging me, like wanting to uh, come work with me. So finally yeah. I let him, that was last year. And then it, he did really good and he brought on two other agents and huh. his buddy. So we ended it last year with three buyer's agents, four buyer's agents at the end. And we just brought on a couple more for this year. So I never really had that intention to build like a, one of those big teams, but people love to be around like this environment. And they, they want just, to be around success. So why not? Right. Yeah. It'd be awesome. If I, <laughs> if I was, uh, if I was, that's one of my three-year-old back there. Oh my God. Just kidding. Um, if I, if I could go back like at 22 or 23, if I could be around like a, like join a team where there was someone that was just knew like how to really do a lot of transactions, that would have been, that would have been so nice. Mm. Okay. So you kind of built a team by default, but you, you think you could still do this for, for a long time, like the prospecting and going on appointments. How, how many listing appointments would you go on a day? 
on a day, usually one every day. I listed, I think 160 homes last year. Yourself? Uh Uh-huh. That's insane. (laughs) That's insane. 160 properties, guys. One man. So, and then uh, from the 160 and doing 225 deals, how many did did the did your agents do? Uh, they did. It was like around 60 deals. Okay. So out of the three, they did like 20 each type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Wow. And so, do you still take buyers, or you just focus on listings? No, I rarely. I don't. I don't drive out like buyers, but a lot of times people that I know will call me and say, "Hey, Brian, I want to buy that house." So then I'll just have like my staff write it up every now and then. Okay. For the most part, yeah, I would never. You wouldn't take take buyers. Okay, just list property. That's right. One hundred and sixty listings in twenty twenty one, guys. How? Talk to fifty people for the next eight years. <laughs> Every <laughs> single day. <laughs> Sounds terrible, right? But nobody wants to do that. How how do you do that? Nobody it's wants that, to do that. It's not that bad, honestly. <laughs> Like you get used to, you can get used to anything in life. So like when I was at missionary, they just, the day that I got there, I didn't even put my, I didn't even put my clothes out of my luggage. Like we were knocking doors. So you kind of just got to like jump into it. And then you learn little tricks, like how to keep your mindset good throughout the day. And there's, you just got to get used to it, I guess. I mean, amazing. That's just really, really amazing because, um, you know, you're a machine and I don't know anybody that has done what you did. Like not even Tony Smith. I mean, he probably talked to 30 people per day, but you talked to 50 for the past eight years yeah. or more than that, because you started your career talking to 50 people. No. Yeah. I started at like 30. I 30, moved okay. to 50 once I hit, uh, once I moved to St. George. Okay. Eight years ago. Nine eight years, years ago. ago. So, I mean, how, how do you, so we, we talk about this word grind. I think that's a freaking grind, Brian. How do you, you know, have some perspective and say, okay, well, I'm actually just helping people and talking to 50 people every single day. But I I see that as a grind. What do you see it as? Definitely a grind. Okay. I'm not going to shy away from that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. There's so many, I mean, there's so many jobs I wouldn't want in this world. If you look around, driving around, there's so many jobs I wouldn't want. Right. And then, and then, yes, it is a grind for sure. And I'm glad it is because that's what keeps the scarcity from competition. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I just have goals that I want to accomplish outside of real estate, like things I want to have or do or see, you know, do for my family that I get excited about. And then it's, it's not, uh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Well, when you have five kids, guys, you got uh, six mouths to feed. I mean, there's some motivation there. So (laughs) it's okay. But I'm just blown away that you still do that to this day, guys. That's incredible. So big congratulations on that. Uh, I have a quick question here. When you started a new market, how did you expand your database and provide value for them? That's a good question. Uh, Basically, talk to people all day long, prospecting you have no one else to call. There's nothing else to do. Like it was, it was that was a really scary time because I was doing 50 transactions and I just was like, man, if I'm going to move, I wanted to move to Southern Utah where it's warm and it's a resort market. It's like, if I'm going to do it, I better do it now before my business gets bigger because mm. it'd be too hard to move. So I did it. And that's a scary thing because you have 
you don't know anybody and you're just starting over you have kids and you got to take care of them. So basically it was just what I just told you, FISBOs, expireds, knocking doors, calling people, and you'd have a great conversation with people and you just stay in touch. You know, you have a system for keeping in touch with people. It sounds so easy though, Brian. So a lot of people aren't it's willing simple. to do that. It's not simple. Easy. It's just not easy. It's hard, but it's simple. Like it's very simple. It's all, there's nothing complicated. It's just hard. So why do, why do you think people don't do um, what you tell them to do? And it's so simple. You just follow the simple stuff. It's nothing sexy. It's nothing like genius about it. You just went ahead and did it. Why don't people do that? That is it. That's a great question too. I think a lot of people can get enough money, enough uh, clients just from their friends or family mm -hmm. to pay the bills. Right. Yes. And I think for most people, when they pay the bills and they can have a decent lifestyle by going into debt, they're okay. <laughs> yeah. But, and that, that's why it's really hard to get past that 30, 50 deals where a lot of people get stuck at because they have food, they have shelter, they have a car, they have a house, they're in debt, but they can make the payments. Right. Okay. Which is fine. Like, if that's all you want, I have no no like shade toward that that's fine but most people don't want to pay the price to like really expand and, and do better, bigger things and then they hate the rejection they can't handle the rejection mm. they, get, they can't handle the, how boring it is yeah just haven't figured out to keep their how to get their mindset through that it's so boring brian how do yeah. you make it fun i don't know but i read a quote uh one of tim ferris's book last night like some lady some massive ultra runner she's like i'm not bigger or stronger i'm just really good at suffering like i'm the Ooh. best at suffering oh, wow kind of some paraphrase to that i'm just really good at suffering Ouch. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you tell people you know i want to get into real estate brian what should i re be really good at suffering yes they would never want to join oh exactly. my goodness so, but, but here's the thing, you suffered all these years and you grinded all these years and you're still grinding to get to where you are today. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Um, how, do you think um, having five children has something to do with your motivation and inspiration? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I think I would be the same if I had one or 10. Okay. 10. I would think. You, are you having more? No. Okay not physically possible anymore <laughs> no okay okay got yeah. it got it and and so how so with with your schedule taking 160 listings per year how do you even have time for your kids and your wife yeah that's a good that's a great question so i'm really blessed my wife is able to stay home you know she doesn't work so she's there with the kids managing all that that's a big part on her it's a partnership you know and then i'm just really disciplined as far as like when i get home during the day, each day by a certain time each day. And then at that point, you know, I can shut off my phones and be mm. pretty much present. And then on Saturdays, I've always worked a couple hours on Saturdays. I'm a little less now. And then Sundays, I've always been a hundred percent off. Okay. So I feel like I don't, I don't feel like I miss out on too much of their stuff. So with, uh, with the kids, I mean, you, you have teenagers and you have like super young ones, their activities, like, do you, are you involved in all that? 
I've coached a little bit, but not okay. honestly. I, I, I'm not as involved as some parents are. Right. And I feel bad about that sometimes, but there's other, I mean, to make like $3 million, right? I mean, most people that make that much money are having to travel, be gone yeah. all the time. Right. You know, and so I feel just blessed that I can be home every night mm. on the weekends. We plan family trips twice a year. We'll go somewhere for a week or 10 days or whatever. And so we, we really try and plan and, and can I do better? Yes. I'm always trying to figure out how to do better, but my wife's awesome. She's there for them. We have a lot of help at home, like a uh, full-time nanny and people mm. that are helping so that when I'm home, like I can just be there. I don't have to do any, I don't do any housework or chores or handyman. I don't even know how. So we, we just kind of hire all that out. That way yes. I can just focused on focus on doing business getting exactly. business. So what time do you get home typically? So on Mondays, I make sure I'm home by five. Okay. And then usually most days right now I'm home by six. There'll be something like tonight. I have a later appointment at seven, but that's every now and then. Okay. Okay. So pretty, pretty usual. And, and you, so that means that you're still doing 12 hour days pretty much. Yeah. And then Fridays I'm usually home by four. And okay. Saturday, I, I usually will do like an hour or two of calling on Saturday from home. I'm just mind blown about, you know, <laughs> your willingness to put in the hard work, even at your level, like you don't shy away from the hard work. You don't shy away from the boredom. You don't shy away from doing what's hard, which is the grind. Like how, how are you able to keep this up? Gosh, I don't know. I wish I could answer. Well, you know, I've got good coaches, okay. got great coaches that, um, that are always encouraging me. I'm around, I'm really, I'm around really good people. Mm. My friends, they're all doing really well. I try to hang out with people that are just really motivated because then you, you, you have to have something exciting that you're working for. Like what's, what's next year look like? What's five years down the road look like? And then it's exciting. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not painful. It's just like, you're connecting the dots from what I'm doing this very minute to this hour is going to equal that in a year or two years or five years. Wow. Just incredible. I'm so grateful that uh, I had the pleasure of being in the, in the same mastermind with Brian and I'm always blown away at, at what you do. Um, you know, just, I'm, I'm a big fan of you. So thank you. Thank you for being here today. What's one piece of advice that you would have for our audience to have us kick off 2022? 2022? Yes. Go, you got to do exercises that make you think bigger. So I read a, a interesting quote recently that's been on my mind is it said, take your 10 year goal and how can you get it done in six months Ooh. or take your one year goal for this production year and say, okay, if they're possible, how could I do it in three months? Wow. I, I feel like you've always got to everyone is so much more capable of doing more than they actually think they can. Uh, and so just, just, just think about that and then make a commitment. Okay. If this is how it would look, what would I have to do personally? What would the sacrifice, who do I need in my life to help me and, and give it a go? Just try something that's going to make you uncomfortable. That's the probably the most important thing. I'm always getting myself out of my comfort zone. I'm doing things that make me uncomfortable. Doesn't look like it. It seems like you're always very comfortable with the uncomfortable and you make it look so easy. 
but what you do is so so hard so i just want to say i'm blown away again i'm a big fan congratulations on the big production how can we send you referrals uh to to your uh, business oh that'd be great yeah you can look me up on google brian burnett st george utah if you have anyone coming to utah my uh cell number is and anyone's welcome to call me if you have questions my number is uh, 435-705-3029 awesome awesome well thank you thank you thank you i'll, I'll be talking to you in a, in a couple hours but uh i uh, just want to say we appreciate you sharing all this uh golden nuggets and guys uh, well i'm blown away and i'm motivated after talking to you today if you're not motivated if you don't do what's hard um you know after this call like you got nothing from this call so thank you thank you thank you for today you're welcome thanks for having me all right brother we'll talk to you soon talk to you later yes